Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to the Bold as Love podcast. I'm really happy to be reconnecting with you here. I had a bit of a hiatus, which you might have noticed. And the truth is, there was a lot going on. Some of it was wonderful. Some of it was absolutely terrible. And now that I've had a chance to get myself planted, recoup. I am so looking forward to reconnecting with you on this podcast. And I thought I would start off by sharing with you a little bit about what's been going on with me and also the three things that I think have really kept me sane and grounded and okay during really overwhelming, stressful, heavy times. So Thank you for listening. If you are just tuning in for the first time, welcome. This is Bold as Love. I'm your host, April Boyd. And this is a place where we talk about how we want to show up in our lives, how we want to speak up in our conversations, whether we're talking to the people that you absolutely love or dealing with the people who are driving you crazy. This is where we get really clear on how we want to move through the world with the things that we have control over without over-functioning for really other people's side of the fence. And that's such a tricky balance sometimes, isn't it? So I have been away from this podcast for quite a while. That was not intentional. I was going to take a break for a bit of a holiday as I was going to visit some family, but then a lot has really gone down. So I was also in the midst of an international move. And after returning from going to see my family, I got the news that my father had passed away. And so I'd returned back to Canada to spend some time with family then as well. Then came back here where we did our road trip of doing our international move. And it's been a lot going on emotionally, mentally, (laughs) calendar-wise, there's been a lot to process and a lot of work required. And so I realized that, you know, I have a few strategies that I've been using during this time that I think actually made a really big difference for me and I think would actually be really useful to you if anytime that you're going through a period where there's a lot on your plate. There's a lot to manage. There's a lot to do and take care of. And there's a lot of overwhelm. So here's the first thing. The first thing that I think has made the biggest difference to me is really acknowledging the significance of each thing that I was moving through. So I had this discomfort at a period of time leading up to the time when I would be moving where I was because I had really made the decision that I was not going to be, you know, putting a lot of time and energy into some of the parts of my business and my work that I really love and I'm passionate about. And I felt some real discomfort with that because I would have this voice in my head being like, I should be taking care of this and this and this and this, right? I should be putting more effort into this and this and this. And 
I just kept forcing myself to hit the brakes on some of those things because I've learned that it's not just the time, the actual physical minutes and hours of time that's required when we have a lot on our plate. There is very much an energetic cost and expenditure during those times as well. And so even the leading up to my move, I was not necessarily as active in some of the processes of things. It wasn't that I was needing to, I mean, I certainly had a very long to-do list, (laughs) but it wasn't just that I had a long to-do list. I really knew that alongside that to-do list was a whole other column of what was being processed emotionally, mentally, and all of that was affecting not just my availability of time, but I knew it would impact my availability of energy. And I had been having the thought of like wanting to do the Boldest Love Collective group again in the fall, and that I should be getting things ready over the spring and summertime. And I just kept having the thought of like, don't set yourself up for greater overwhelm down the road. Because during some of those days when I would have time and I could have been, you know, revising some of my workbooks or getting things ready or starting to let people know about this and doing all the tasks, you know, that's required to get that up and going again. I knew that there would come a day where I would be like, I put too much on my plate. So I've learned to factor in not just how many hours a period of time or stress or overwhelm in my life is taking, but also really tracking and acknowledging the energetic cost and getting really better at protecting that, right? Protecting that and saying that what I'm processing emotionally as I'm ending this chapter of my life, moving this location, it's a lot and it's worthy of my own time and attention and presence, even if it's not something that I'm having to constantly work on or be busy with every minute of every day. The other kind of strategy that I realized I was using during this time, particularly as I look back on it in hindsight, is giving myself permission to be in the season that I'm in and have some grace and compassion for myself. So there were certain parts of my lifestyle and things that are important to me that really kind of fell to the wayside. Typically, I like to eat really clean. That keeps me feeling good and healthy. And that just was not a pressure that or a strain that I wanted to put at my on myself, particularly, you know, during those times when I was traveling, where we don't always have control over, you know, what access to what food that we have. And, and when I was staying at my mother's house, when, you know, we were inundated with, you know, all the people that were dropping off, you know, their cakes and muffins and lasagnas and all of those things to support and comfort my mom and my family after the loss of my dad. And all of that was like, 
beautiful and wonderful. And I know on some level was also wrecking havoc on my body that was not used to the amount of sugar that I was putting into it. But I just didn't want to add any extra pressure for what my system was carrying to even have to have those moments of redirecting myself, right? Because even those kinds of small, small things take energy to be like, oh, I have this urge to grab this muffin, but I shouldn't. I should go and grab an apple instead if I'm actually hungry. And instead, I kind of just let my body and my system do what it needed to do without any pressure to live up to any of my usual maybe expectations or desires for myself. So when you're going through a period of time where your plate is particularly heavy, the reality is, I believe, is that something has to give, right? We can't bat a hundred in every area of our life when there's big stuff going down or when it's just the chronic, you know, heaviness of let's say that's starting up with the back to school season and you have a big family or you're going through a stressful time with your partner or there's a lot on your plate with work, right? Whatever that is for you, or you're going through grief. There's just these times where something has to give. And I think of this Brene Brown quote as I say that, which is what we don't need in the midst of suffering is shame for being human. And so, you know, during that time, my priority was just to kind of let myself be present for what was happening without having to force or poke or nudge myself into feeling like I should be doing any of that better or different than what was actually unfolding as a moment-to-moment basis. The third thing that I realized in hindsight that has been helpful for me during this time of busyness and overwhelm and grief was really reminding myself about the concept of boundaries and not in the sense of, you know, saying no to what other people ask you to do or, you know, not doing the stuff you don't want to do. Not in those senses of how we often kind of think of boundaries, but really in the sense of being conscious of what is my role and what is it I have to offer, really. And so during through some of these periods of, you know, the move, I could kind of get myself wrapped up around, you know, there were so many unknowns of when the dates were going to happen and all that was dependent on my partner's work. So like it was constantly moving. And at one point, the house that we wanted was falling through and had gone on so long that our second, third and fourth options were no longer available. And I had to just kind of bring myself back to, you know, the boundaries of One, it'll be what it'll be. I've done my piece of work for this. I put in my time and energy. But if it's all falling apart, then I know ultimately I'm not going to end up homeless. We'll end up somewhere and we'll figure it out. So there's part of us that always wants to, that often wants to soothe our frustrations and soothe our stress and anxiety by getting really active and doing more. 
And instead, what I was able to kind of tap into was that it doesn't serve anything. It serves no benefit at all for me to be mentally stressing about some of these things that I don't have control over. That is a boundary. What can I actually have an impact on? And what essentially do I really just need to put on the shelf until I get whatever update it is that that's going to be? The other kind of piece is looking at, you know, those shoulds that we tell ourselves, I should be doing this. And for me, looking at, you know, the guilt that would come up when I was saying goodbye to my mom and turning back to my life and leaving her, you know, in the destruction and, and deep grief, right, that she's having to wade through right now. And some of that, you know, recovering over functioner part of me would get activated, right? And be like, ah, maybe I should be, I should be doing more for my mom. And when we really look at it, you know, when we can walk ourselves through and break down those, those thoughts and actually like put them out into the daylight, we can kind of explore what does that even mean? What would that even look like that I should be doing more or I should somehow be doing this differently? And so it's these boundaries, right, of really looking at what is the reality of what I actually have to give an offer and what is mine to carry and what is somebody else's to carry, even though that's heartbreaking and I wish I could take some of that pain off of her shoulders at the end of the day, nobody can take that pain off of her shoulders, right? That belongs to her and it's sacred and precious and agonizing and it's not mine to jump over and try to grab onto for her to make it better, right? And so when we look at these boundaries, you know, for me, one of those uh, triggers is looking at that place where I'm tempted to overfunction. I'm tempted to take more responsibility for what is happening and unfolding around me. And so when you think of the situation that's been stressing you out in your life, has there been, you know, some activation of maybe an old belief or an old idea or an old trauma that you should, or an old coping strategy that you should be taking responsibility for everything that's happening around you, that you should be the one that's making it better, that you should somehow be having greater impact than maybe is actually realistic. Because maybe there's those times where we just have to sit with the hurt and the discomfort and the stuff that's not okay without necessarily linking that to this false belief that sometimes there's some action or something that we should be doing, right? It's like all of that anxious energy just needs to find a target of like, okay, what should I be doing this? Where it might just be looking at that boundary for yourself. Is there something I actually should be doing differently or more of? Or is this actually just a boundary that I need to remind myself of I can only do what I can do, or this actually doesn't belong to me, or where have I been falling into an old pattern, or maybe it's a current pattern that you've just been starting to become more aware of as you've been, you know, 
looking at yourself and looking at how you operate and taking responsibility for some of those patterns that we all bring into all the dynamics and all the relationships in our life? Is there a sense of over responsibility? So if you have a busy work environment, or let's even say like a toxic work environment, do you sometimes have the belief of, I should just be able to make this better? I should somehow be able to find the solution to this. And while part of that can be really great and lovely and helpful at times, we have to kind of check in to really look at what do you have control over and what do you not have control over. As I say all of that, I think of, and you maybe heard the story before, that really toxic boss that I worked for. And because I was still kind of unaware of how deep some of my patterns were of over-functioning, I took on a lot of saying, okay, somehow I just need to find a way to navigate this better. Somehow I just need to find a way for her and I to get a bit more understanding. And it wasn't until, you know, everything kind of fell apart in hindsight that one, I became aware of like how absolutely severe and not okay and not even legal and ethical some of the things were that she was doing that I had no idea about, but also that wasn't mine to fix. So what a mistaken, distorted belief and what a mistaken, distorted pressure that I was putting on my own shoulders to say, I somehow just need to change this and find a way to fix this. So as you look around your life, these are the three things right now that I want you to just consider which one of these would be the most useful to you for the stage that you were in, whether that's a really overwhelming week, whether that's a period of loss and hardship, whatever that is that you're moving through, does your system need a little more acknowledgement and a little more realistic expectations of the amount of space and time and energy that is actually being required of you during this time? Or do you need a little more grace? Do you need to cut yourself a little bit of slack to say, I can do everything, but I can't do everything at the same time. So something's got to give. Where am I going to drop some of my standards or expectations to a little bit more of a manageable level so I don't burn myself out? Or do you need to check in with your boundaries, not just for what you're saying yes or no to, to other people, but also about your own role and expectations of your own self? What am I mentally and emotionally taking responsibility for? And is that mine to carry? So I hope that you found that useful. I'd like you to know that I'm opening up a few spots for one-to-one breathwork sessions for the fall. So let me know if you would be interested in some nervous system regulation, resetting the nervous system, deep physical level healing, healing from the inside out, releasing and working through old beliefs, old hurts, old stuff that we carry that you know, just really blocks us and holds us back from being who we want to be and living how we want to live. Breathwork has been such a powerful tool for me. Actually, I think I'm going to do a session of my own today because it has been a little while and uh, it is powerful for just the, the insights 
that sometimes come through with that, the flashes of like truth, right? Like these truth bombs that just kind of happen. Uh, so this is where I always say breath work, you know, it sounds like meditation on the surface when you're, or at least that was kind of always my assumption was, but it's, it's actually incredibly transformative as you're doing the process. For me, it's like a very active process of healing, healing, releasing, clearing out whatever is no longer serving me out of my system. Mm, So good. So if you are interested in that, um, I will put a link. You can learn a little bit more about breathwork on my webpage or you can uh, DM me on Instagram. I'm at with love April and I'll send you the information and maybe you can get your reset and release breathwork session this September. All right, take care. Bye-bye.